friends apart. All right, we're going. We're rolling. Take two. Take two. Tell things to me as if I never heard them before. I love you. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, it's nice hearing it for the first time, right? After that, it kind of loses meaning. Um, so, yeah, as I was saying, <laughs> uh, we, we had a couple of hundred listeners um, last month. Didn't retain those. Um, back to basically where we started from. So, <sighs> pumped. Pumped doing this episode. <laughs> it feels like a really gratifying hobby, to be honest. <clears throat> Was it like a, a hate share? Like somebody shared on Twitter, like, listen to these fucking losers. Listen to how crappy their podcast is. And then everyone hate listened to it. No comment for some reason. They didn't hate us enough to actually send us death threats via the email address we publicly advertise. But yeah, weird. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I mean, bullies don't always go the extra mile, right? I mean, that's true. Usually yeah. just punch you in the face and leave you on the street without even stripping you mm-hmm. of your clothes so meh right lazy right. bastards um yeah so anyways um still my spirit isn't broken um i still feel like you know what we do is gratifying at least uh for our ourselves i i keep telling myself because well <sighs> there are so many fucking podcasts why are there so many podcasts how are there so many podcasts? Why? Because the entry barrier is so low and everyone thinks they have something to talk about. Even us. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about, so maybe anyone who's actually listening to that could finally, for the love of God, give us some feedback. But I was thinking about that, seeing how my wife and I are going to move to the US um, in, let me check, actually exactly a month. Wow, mm-hmm. that's terrifying. Okay, so um, I was uh, I, I, I was thinking about maybe doing a separate podcast for that. Then I remembered that I'm working in academia and I won't have time to even you know breathe without working simultaneously. So um, mm. let's see how that goes. But well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to be working in a super lab? Oh, it is a super lab indeed. Yeah. Nice. So, um, well, let's see. Let's see how that goes. But for now, it's it's just interesting. It's like looking for an apartment um, in in the U.S. Uh, on the East Coast is is certainly something. Um, I mean, I live in a city that's um, maybe hundred hundred twenty thousand people, I think. Um, university city, so obviously like very, very, very. Um, few apartments available, right? But um, mm-hmm. even here, you can't find apartments where you can live like with two people and maybe a dog, you know, decently for I'd say under a thousand yeah. bucks, including you know utilities. Um, yeah, the way you guys go about it actually yeah. is a little is pretty different than mm-hmm. North America because like you when it when when you have like an opening for an apartment, it's always like one room. And then it's like an ongoing lease where one person comes in. Whereas the way we go about it is like the entire, a whole apartment is up for lease. And so all of the people who are there move out. And then let's say it's a four bedroom apartment, four new people move in. Okay, wait, time. but never... okay, wait, but you're talking about shared living. That's completely different. I mean, that's, that's not what we are going to do. We are going to rent a normal apartment. No, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so for, <clears throat> yeah, for those shared living things, I'm, I, I don't even... 
I mean, I mean, you guys have have shared living with roommates and stuff. Um, so that's not a different concept, but it's what just what just really baffled me is just the the price for honestly just shitty looking apartments um, that that <laughs> aren't even near like the university. Like the whole city is just built around the university, and you don't like even if you're looking on uh, in the outskirts, you know, there's like they still want like a thousand, a thousand two hundred bucks for for like a fucking one bedroom apartment with like yeah, four hundred square, square feet. It's it's ridiculous. So yeah, that's also increased by like twenty percent over the last year or two. Yeah, yeah. So so it's a, it's not a great time. You're, you're mm. not coming at the best time. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to bitch too much because I mean the opportunity that I got to go there um, and take my wife with me is is definitely a one in a lifetime opportunity, and I'm really really fucking grateful for that. Like I definitely am. It's just that obviously once you're, you know, once you're over the whole wow, I got this job at like my dream position, um, and you're actually dealing with the you know with with reality <laughs> um mm-hmm. you're just confronted with stuff especially if you're coming from 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 germany which is a fairly wealthy country and even though rents are really high here um i feel like it's just ridiculous over there the only thing that i noticed is that in the states you pay so little income tax compared to it's here it's pretty low yeah. yeah compared to here especially if you're married it's ridiculously low so I'm quite pleased with that, but then I remembered one of the things where you don't pay that much, like not just tax, but why you don't have that high of deductible on your paycheck is mainly mm-hmm. coming from the fact that in Germany, all of the deductibles go into the social security system, right? Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And where you get support from your country. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And the states just don't have that. So, so for me, it's like, okay, my health insurance paid by my employer, like on top of my salary. So um, that's neat, and mm-hmm. it, like social security stuff, I don't like. I'm not gonna pay at all. Like, there's no. I'm not gonna do a fucking 401k or something. <laughs> that's, that's not gonna happen. So um, I was quite pleased to see that. So at least like um, the salary compared to to Germany is quite competitive, um, which is great. But then yeah. again, obviously looking at the prices for apartments, you know why that is. It's it's kind of like in Switzerland. Kind of like the same thing, um, just plus the social security system that they actually have, like socialized medicine and so on, um, <clears throat> which is similar to mm. Germany. But in Switzerland, it's kind of the same. Like they, they. I mean, Switzerland is is famous for basically three things: it's it's cheese, chocolate, and very rich people living there. And mm-hmm. um, so they are earning insane amounts of money but they pay insane amount of money for well just living there so um, apartments are really expensive and food just basic groceries are so expensive so it was like uh, six euros a beer yeah in the grocery store when i saw that which for uh it's probably six or seven dollars and a bottle and that's like half of what you would pay in scandinavian countries which is insane. Like in like a colleague of mine just recently went to um, like a tour around Scandinavia, so Finland, Norway, and um, Sweden, mm. and he said like no matter which country you went to, <clears throat> especially Norway, it was especially expensive. Like one beer, like ten to twelve euros. So 
in a bar or at a grocery store? Well, like a restaurant, but but still, I mean, yeah. y- you would pay maximum if you're in a like really, you know, nice establishment. You would pay maybe what, like four, yeah, four five. or five euros, something like that. Yeah, but ten to twelve euros is insane to me for a drink. Holy shit! And since I would say, yeah. Mm-hmm. In Canada, I would say like at a really ex- so like if you got a really nice cocktail at a bar, it would be like thirteen, fourteen dollars. Yeah, well, well, that seems uh, reasonable to me. It's it's a little more than you would pay <coughs> here, but it's depending on a bar, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, here if you would pay that much for a cocktail, it would be a nice fucking cocktail. Like no, no, like foozle alcohol in there. <laughs> like it would be <laughs> actually good, good stuff. So yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. So, anyway, so that's kind of what what we're dealing with right now. Um, and we got like ten days. We were staying um, at an Airbnb, um, and within those ten days, we're looking to find an apartment. Which, uh, according to a friend of mine who lives in the same city, um, is feasible. So she and her partner went there um, like five days before her work started, and sh- she was like just walk around the neighborhood and they have those like apartment for rent signs honestly that's not a bad idea yeah Yeah. and she was like just call him just walk around get to know the neighborhood see if you feel comfortable there and you can do that best by walking which i definitely agree Mm -hmm. with and um once you see like okay you you know you have like decent access to like uh, grocery stores um and like infrastructure that you need um public transportation whatever um and you see an apartment for rent well go there and she was also like it's like in germany (laughs) if you want to rent an apartment you like usually there's a realtor who who would do that and um oh yeah they're like yeah so this apartment is i don't know like 1200 per month without utilities and you're like okay seems a bit much and she's like well that's the price (laughs) pay it or leave and with at least what my, my, my friend who lives there told me was like, originally the apartment was supposed to be like, it's a, it's a two-bedroom apartment um, in a nice neighborhood and originally was supposed to be like 1,600, like without utilities. And mm. um, <laughs> she basically started haggling. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, you know, can you like do, I mean, honestly, look, like here, there's like the floors all messed up and like there's this issue and this issue and this issue. And um, in the end, it was like down from 1,600 to like 1,400. <laughs> yeah. I would never do that in Germany. Like kudos to her for <laughs> doing that. But so yeah. is that what in, in Germany, is that what cause I, I read a bunch of horror stories about um, like foreigners trying to get an apartment and they have to, to pay like. What, it's like Makler or something. Yeah, realtor. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but like they ended up having to pay fees to the realtor mm-hmm. to, to just, just to rent an apartment. Whereas like that doesn't happen in North America. And like they ended up getting super gouged price wise. Oh, because um, well, they just didn't really know. I mean, I was on apartments.com and Zillow and like other places. And um, depending on which place you're looking to get, but as soon as there's a realtor involved, you always have a fee for them. Like, Mm. um apartments.com for example you have this like section down in the description of a place um where it's like it says like processing fee but it's it's not the landlord mm-hmm. who's processing anything it's the realtor who's processing yeah it. so 
um, I mean, in the end, you also have that. But realtors in Germany are like they're real ball busters. Like, holy shit. When because it's the same yeah. when, when you move out of an apartment, right? Like the realtor comes again and check on the apartment and check whether everything's fine. Um, whether you, you know, you damaged anything like you have, you, you have to, I don't know if they have that in North America, but, um, when you, when you got a realtor and you look in an apartment with them, you like walk the apartment and take a tour. Um, once you decided to, you know, go with that and, um, then you would make like a protocol basically where, um, all the damages that have already been <laughs> inflicted to the apartment are noted and yeah. um then once you you know move out of the apartment you have to go through the protocol again and show that you've not added any damage to that so um mm. yeah they also do that and let me tell you man they are strict because they can get a bunch of premiums out of that um like for example if you have some like um ah fuck so for example in my last apartment um there was a bunch of like in the, in the bathroom there was a bunch of mold like not 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 like a ton but there were some patches of like black mold right mm -hmm. so um i moved in there and like two months after i moved in i think not even two months after i moved in i already saw that mold and i was like that's not good so i called my landlord and he was like oh yeah. yeah of course sorry i'm gonna take care of that so he took care of that i i had a great landlord like he was he was very approachable and very helpful and he took care of that and uh, you know a year later it came back um called him again he was like yeah sure sure not a problem dealt with it then i moved out and the mold was back again and the realtor was like yeah so that's because you didn't like vent ventilate like the bathroom correctly whatever right um i'm like isn't that their problem there should be a fan exactly i was like well there's no fan building yeah but you get a window and i'm like yeah it's a it's a real small window <laughs> and i guarantee you like i'm not a big fan of mold like personally and i really tried getting rid of that it didn't work <laughs> and so I had a real discussion with her about that. And she tried to make some money off that. Like it would have cost me, I think, like 200, 300 bucks. Um, because that's what they, you know, calculate for having it removed. And also, of course, some processing fee, whatever. Yeah. And yeah, so it's insane. Um, but I think no matter which, you know, country you go to, I think, you know, whatever it comes to like getting an apartment, renting out something. There's always trouble. I don't think it's ever easy. I think no one's ever like bought a house or rented an apartment and was like, yeah, everything kind of went exactly how we expected it to be. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I remember your asbestos story with your house. Oh my, which yeah. is like, you were sort of aware of it, but not of the implications. So not in the sense that you didn't know what asbestos would do but like in the sense of what it would take to like get rid of it or like cover it up or, or even whatever. assess that it was there yeah exactly so yeah popcorn walls man i i remember that oh, yeah. shit yeah ah yeah dude anyways apart from from that how have you been doing what have you been up to any any <sighs> i've 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 been fine uh you know just living the life of being a being the father of a three month old now uh she's growing super fast and she's like uh 
starting to smile and it's mm-hmm. it's like it's it's adorable as fuck but then she immediately like glares at you when you try and force her to smile she's like i know what you're trying to do <laughs> she's 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 like don't force me to smile but uh, <laughs> no it's, it's cute as it's cute as fuck and um not not really sleeping actually i'm sleeping less now than i was when she was first like first born because mm-hmm. now she's like she active sleeps during like REM sleep. She active sleeps is like thrashes around. Oh, and cries, cries in her sleep. She's just like, ah! and then you're just like, you wake up. You're like, what the fuck is going? To-? And then she's <laughs> you're like, all right, I've got this one's defective. I'd like to return it. Uh, and it just like, and then somehow, so like, she still won't sleep on her own, but she she'll sleep once. She- She'll sleep on her own once she's asleep, but she has to sleep, fall asleep on top of one of us. Uh, on <laughs> so top that, off, that, really? Yeah, so like I have to lie down in the bed on my back, and then she lies on my chest until she falls asleep. And then I can kind of slide her <laughs> off my body onto the mattress, basically. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but somehow, no matter where how I position her, uh, she all her feet always manage to find my balls and just <laughs> fucking wail on me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, not another one, not another one. <laughs> and I like, I like turn her on a 45 degree angle and then just gives her more room to wind up. <laughs> so that's, uh, and then, but like we're taking turns. And so we have two dogs too. So when I'm not sleeping with her, I'm sleeping with two dogs that constantly need to be in physical contact with you in the bed, either like at your legs or one of them needs to be under the covers he that's like his obsession is sleeping under covers. Oh, and okay. uh, it, they're worse than the baby. Like I was woken up like nine times last night because the dog needed to reshuffle, and then I woke up to dogs like draped across my body, and I was like super hot and like get the fuck off me, get off me, get off me. One of them always gets off super super quickly. The other one do, will not move. Even if he's awake, he will not move. You have to like grab your arms. And forklift him up like he's a like he's a dead horse, and then you have to like move him with your arms and just like lift him down to the position. Oh, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> it is. Oh God, dude, you're living a, li- a nightmare. I mean, I choose to see it as my life being full of love. So, okay, dogs. so so <laughs> let me tell you what a life full of love is. Okay. <laughs> Yesterday, my wife and I decided to go to bed early. And mm. I'm reading Red Rising right now, which is a fucking amazing book. And I read that. And you know what happened while I was reading that? Nothing. What? Just nothing. Oh. There was no sound. Like, my wife was sitting next to me in bed. Looking all beautiful and gorgeous and stuff. I looked at her. was like, man, I'm lucky. She was looking at her phone. Probably thinking, maybe I got lucky. And <laughs> I was looking at my ebook again. And was like, man, life's good. And there was no one nagging at me. God, that was beautiful. And, you know, whenever I'm like, I feel like, you know, handling a cute little thing. I'm either going to my friends who have like a one and a half year old or today we went to some friends who have a little dog and you cuddle with them a little. And as soon as they start like, 
you know, whining about anything. You're just like, we're going to leave and watch Formula One. <laughs> Man, that's love. That That is love. <laughs> ah, nah. Is it? Tell me more. Tell me more about that. I... Ah. Oh, you know what else is love? So today um, was Formula One again. It was fucking amazing. Um, for stopping one, Paris second, Norris third. Holla at my boys because I'm a Norris fan, but also I want Red Bull to win. So it was like my perfect podium. Man, it was an amazing race. And, and not the kind of amazing race, but like a, an amazing race. So um, it, was, it was really cool. And uh, we were just sitting there and, you know... Um, like eating a couple of like chips and just you know sweets and and hanging out and it was awesome and it was just like laying mm. there for like one and a half hours watching some cars running around in circles and uh, I don't know it was it was great but um, spe- speaking of Formula One um, I sent you a video right like last weekend I spent uh, driving in a Formula One simulator um, yeah yeah that looked awesome man it was. It really, I mean, well, it initially it was. <laughs> so for for everyone who's who's uninitiated, so um, sim racing, so simulated racing is like really big right now, um, and that's mainly because like getting a decent sim racing rig, like steering wheel, um, that's actually like embedded in like a gearbox, so you actually feel like the friction and like the the, the resistance of of the wheels turning. Um, and pedals and like a decent chair and your computer is basically all you need right now and you can get that if you wanted to like i didn't get it because again i'm moving to the us so i'm not buying that shit right now but um Mm -hmm. you could get that with a decent computer um overall for maybe two to three thousand bucks and you're set and you have like a decent rig which is simulating racing quite well nowadays with the available uh, software so it's affordable to a lot of people, and I think that's why um, a lot of people got into it right now. But if you want to take it to the next level, um, you can go to like a sim racing, um, well, institution kind of, you know, like like a company who, in, in this case, it's called Racing Unleashed. Shout out. They have multiple locations all over Europe, so go ahead and look for them um, if you're interested in that. And they have like Formula One simulators, and those things are built opposite to the ferrari formula one factory in maranello italy and um they are built of the actual materials for the cockpits you have like the full it's called a monocoque not like in you know the way that you understand it you filthy beast but um (laughs) it's like i know what it means yeah shut up (laughs) (laughs) it's cock with c-o-q-u-e okay (laughs) oh i know i played the the fucking lamest F- prank phone call when I was a kid thinking that was really funny to call people uh, <laughs> saying like <laughs> what I like called pretending and it was like a it was like a, a an auto body garage and that their like monocoque frame had come in <laughs> ordered yeah and I thought it was hilarious just because it gave me a, a legitimate excuse to say car <laughs> and uh, and everyone else was like I didn't order that <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I hung up. How old were you when you did that? I don't know, 10. <laughs> oh, God. I, I thought it was so funny. It was not funny. Ah, shit. Ah, okay. Yeah, so um, you're, you're sitting in a decent cockpit, right? And um, also the colors that they use for it. So there's like 10 in a row, 10 of those simulators in a row. 
And um, also the colors they use on the cockpits, they are like legit Formula One colors. So it's it's really authentic. And one of the simulators, including um, obviously the PC and the three monitors that basically engulf you, <laughs> um, cost like eighty five thousand bucks. Um, so I was gonna guess like ten. So uh, yeah, I was way off. No, um, it, it's mainly because also the whole thing is moving, right? And additionally to the thing moving, you oh, you yeah. have seat belts, and those seat belts um, like make you feel the g forces. Like when you like you go down a straight with like three hundred kilometers per hour, right? Like roughly two hundred oh. miles per hour, and you um, stomp on the brake, and the seat belts actually pull you back. So huh. this is so cool. And the thing about the brake especially is that um like in formula one uh, they aren't using the kind of brakes that we do like you know yeah like our brakes are obviously hydraulic but um you have this like i don't know the name in english but like literally would be like the brake force amplifier <laughs> um that like basically you know it it like exponentially increases the amount of force um, compared to the force that you're actually exerting on a pedal to the hydraulics. Mm-hmm. So without that, you would have to push really, really hard against basically a brick that's not moving and um, because the compression on the hydraulics itself actually isn't that much. So um, And in Formula 1 cars and also in the simulator, mm-hmm. you are actually like braking with real hydraulic brakes. Meaning that um, you basically have like a, a sturdy paddle that's not moving at all when you press it. Um, but this like few millimeters to centimeters that are actually moving it, right, is mm-hmm. enough to exert the brake force. And you really have to stomp on it. Like you really have to push mm. against it. So um, Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so that conveyed like a real good feeling and also you have like vibration modules all over the cockpit so for example if you're like on the you know on the on the outskirts of the track you have those curbs those like you know yeah yeah those like usually like red and white um patterned like sidelines of the track and um since they are like uneven and from a different material like even in the simulator when you like drove over them with like your right side of of the car like your right side would like vibrate accordingly and it was Mm. so immersive it was insane and you were wearing um like a headset um with the sound of the car which was so damn realistic and also i had like a um like basically a, a talking connection to my dad who was also driving in another simulator and it was so funny because we got started and there are three difficulty modes, okay? First difficulty, easiest one for beginners, you have automated um, shifting. <coughs> yeah. You have full ABS, you have full traction control, and you even have like mm. steering assist. So um, in case you oversteer a little or understeer a little, it kind of corrects it so you don't like f- fly off the track. And initially it was really hard because you we were driving a track where you were going down with like 200 miles an hour <laughs> and then there's like a 130 degree angled curve <laughs> like a corner that you have to take and uh, you just have to slam those brakes and obviously at first you don't have a feeling for that at all so we just kept yeah you don't i assume you don't hit it hard enough it, and you just go right into the gravel yes exactly so 
that was quite interesting but after like two or three rounds i actually got the gist of it and uh, it, was, it was kind of good and my dad was still cursing like hell he was not really <laughs> figuring that out and he's a really good driver but like he just didn't really feel comfortable with the setup initially so hmm. after i set like a decent lap i mean horrible horrible to compare compare to real racing times and to what good <laughs> sim racers would do but it was decent enough my my goal for the day was to complete a lap in a similar time in mode two mode two means manual shifting so you have those like pedals on the side of the the wheel um yeah means no steering assist and means 50 percent reduced abs and traction control now mm. you are basically driving a rocket i mean those things have approximately a thousand brake horsepowers and um you they weigh like i think like 800 to 900 kilograms right now so you're basically mm. driving a rocket and when you go into a corner and you shift down from like eighth gear from like 300 to may yeah. maybe second <laughs> second gear to like 100 um and you exit the corner and you gone you know go on the throttle a little too quickly your rear oh, yeah. is just gonna overtake you <clears throat> And that kept yeah. happening. But on the first track, I actually kind of figured it out. And <laughs> I, I made a decent time and it was all good. But the second round, we were driving Barcelona. And my dad was still in like first beginner mode, just having a blast basically. Because he didn't really have to care about all that shit. And me and my stupid mind, paying 50 bucks for just half an hour of driving. I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to enjoy this. I want immersion. <laughs> So <laughs> I, I kept driving in this like second difficulty mode and it was a vastly different track with so many more difficult corners and uh, yeah, it, I, I sucked ass. It, I, it was horrible. Okay, so what was the most difficult? So assuming you were in like the, the hardest mode, I guess. Well, the second, second hardest mode. I was like, yeah. I, okay, so if you were in the hardest though, yeah. what would be the most difficult part? Probably my guess is no traction control because um yeah. shi like I think shifting is pretty yeah easy enough. Yeah. Um and then probably just like throttle control and steering, yeah, I would imagine would be the most difficult thing. Was that <laughs> yeah. Um I mean, if you look at, at racing drivers and uh, sim racers who are doing that professionally, um, the way they steer is it looks erratic. Um, oh, yeah. They're, they're not like driving basically like smoothly. Well, they are driving smoothly, but the, the steering that they do because they have to do so much correcting all the time. Yeah, it's like micro corrections yes, constantly. Exactly. So that's, I think, the biggest issue to start really feeling the car and to get to know the limits of traction because yeah the abs i didn't feel like it was that big of an issue i mean i locked up a couple of times um but that's okay i think if you if you start to get into it like if you're easing into it i mean my times were horrible i'm nowhere near a good sim racing driver at all but from the little insight that i got i feel like that getting the braking down is probably easier than getting the acceleration down out of a corner. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was horrible. And especially if you have like corners that were quite wide, you know, um, I was really feeling the limit of, you know, how, 
it's it's weird because in a car you never really think about traction because of traction control that's always on when you're shifting yeah. right you're assuming well my car is always going to have traction but the funny thing is that this was the first time where i thought about well i should probably go into a higher gear so that way i exert less torque on mm-hmm, on my mm-hmm. rear wheels right <clears throat> so i get more traction and yeah that's the first time i really thought about that interestingly enough today in a formula one race they were starting on a wet surface and some of the drivers were actually st- starting in second gear for that exact reason yeah. so yeah. It, it was that immersive you really understood okay that's a, a very essential part of race driving to um understand <laughs> how to well not lose your rear basically by not exerting too much torque so yeah there was there was quite cool and i assume that's probably the, yeah. the hardest part yeah that was something I, I i was taught to think about that because i i like grew up driving a manual transmission which mm-hmm. in north america is is less and less common mm-hmm. um but like in snow it's the opposite if you're driving you want to be well no it's not the opposite necessarily but like you want to be you want to keep it in a gear where you're at high high rpm mm-hmm. so that you're not um you're not gonna like spin the wheels out mm-hmm. um, if you push the gas, but if you're if you're hovering at like two two thousand RPM and then you suddenly need to accelerate, you're just gonna like flip the like flip the car out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, like I've been conscious of that. But I also like I did a lot of racing with um, Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. That was that used to be my favorite game, and I put thousands of hours into yeah. that game. Um, but it's really hard to race properly with a controller i never had like a wheel or anything or pedals i actually did when so i played gran turismo 3 on my playstation 2 um and i did have like a a racing wheel which it was a very very basic one but i I did have um shifting pedals and i'm not sure if i i don't think i had a clutch on the pedals i think i had a no 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 it wasn't a clutch no so um i didn't have to shift gears like for real but um i remember because i mean i was a kid when i played that for me it was mainly about like in gran turismo in gran turismo you have all those challenges right um with yeah like bronze silver silver and gold yeah yeah and i just the licenses exactly it, yeah the licenses right yeah and i wanted to ace those and um oh. That was basically the, the most annoying part, especially remember those brake tests when you had to mm-hmm. you, you had to brake yeah. at a certain point to like get to a halt within like this red square that they they make out for yeah. you and you're not allowed to brake yeah. any earlier than a certain point. And yeah, shit. I I did not understand that when I was a kid because honestly I wasn't driving. Um but yeah, the new Gran Turismo looks so exciting to me, and that alone would worth, you know, would 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 make it worth buying a a, a PS5. And um, I would do it yeah. just for that. Yeah, I bought a PlayStation Three just for Call of Duty, so Fair I enough. would do it for Gran Turismo. <laughs> well, that makes sense. So <laughs> my own. I mean, I, I have a yeah. Oh no! It's, I have a gaming PC. I don't. Maybe I. Maybe I don't need to. I don't know. <laughs> what pro- yeah, I mean, Gran Turismo is PS5 exclusive, but I mean, there's. So if there's other, I mean, Gran Turismo has this weird thing of like a combination of an arcade style game with simulation physics. So, mm-hmm. um, the physics are real, and um, they 
drive like the real thing and also the apparently the wheels that you can use for that are basically unlimited so you can go with like the real like the best kind of racing wheels that you could get right now um yeah but they they have this arcade element in there especially with those licenses and stuff um where you want to beat the game basically and for like racing sims on pc like you would have the classics would i mean the most expensive but also best one obviously is iRacing. um but i i think for most people probably like um oh shit what's it called corsetta i think corsetta competizione i think it's it's called and then there's automobilista so those three are like like the general sims that you could get and um like the, the the cheapest and best reviewed racing wheel that you could get out there from logitech i think um it's like about 300 including like clutch and gear shift like a real gear shift mm-hmm. so yeah then you buy like a like a racing chair um for like maybe 200 bucks you can also build it yourself actually there's a lot of tutorials mm-hmm. on there and um yeah, you're basically all set if you already have the PC. So for people like me who don't own a racing uh, <laughs> a racing PC, right? A gaming PC. <laughs> um, I think the gaming PC itself would probably be the, the most expensive part of it. Oh, but, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I like Gran Turismo because it kind of it gives you that sort of carrot on a stick to actually um, want to achieve things. It's very satisfying, and I like the format of that game. Yeah. I played like Forza. Yeah. I had Forza for a while, mm-hmm. and it just it just didn't didn't fit the same way. I've never played that. So so what's the what, what's the appeal of, of Forza? You think? Um, it's like I think somebody might be mad at me if I say this, but it's probably a little bit more into the arcadey. Like it's it's like on the way to becoming Need for Speed game. Mm, I see, but not Need for Speed Underground, but like the original Need for Speed games. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. I mean, oh, f- but still, yeah. out staged as a racing game, but physics-wise, it's just a little bit. You just unlocked a, a memory, dude. Um, <laughs> Need for Speed Underground Two. Mm. Holy shit! I sank weeks into that game, months. Yeah. Damn it! There was this one I remember. You had like I think the final stage was you. You had this like all <clears> pimped <throat> out car, right? And um, yeah then there was this track which was basically like a serpentine track alongside some hills and it was really really narrow and y- you couldn't like hit any of the walls but because otherwise you would just be done and um man it was it was so good that game that game was awesome need for speed had a had a really i don't know it like i've seen people like you know, with GTA V, some subgenres mm-hmm. have emerged. Like, there's role-playing and there's um, also racing, actually, for, for GTA V. And um, people are, like, on there, like, building racing tracks and going full-on racing, which I think is amazing. I mean, um, people are getting really creative with that. I, I mean, they kind of have to because there hasn't been a new GTA in, like, 10 years. So, <laughs> they oh, yeah. I guess they kind of have to, but... God damn! You ever been a? <laughs> have you ever been a, a, a big GTA player? Oh, wasn't that your no? Thing? Um, no. So the only GTA game I played in full, like, was Vice City. 
oh it was okay. something about vice city that was so awesome like the soundtracks were excellent the story was good i played through the entire story because a lot of people just don't seem to do that mm-hmm. um and that was it i haven't played san andreas i haven't played any of the other ones mm-hmm. um and i don't know like i i remember seeing the gta online or whatever whatever mm-hmm. version that is and i just like i don't know it never I, I don't know why vice city was the only one that appealed to me like open world games in general are pretty cool like red dead redemption was amazing mm-hmm. vice city was special and i think maybe maybe that was it maybe i just like the setting mm-hmm. have you have you ever tried gta 5 no no i haven't i've mm-hmm. seen it i've seen plenty of it online but mm-hmm. i haven't played it because i think so my favorite gta story-wise was gta 4 i mean it might be controversial but i really liked it um it was about a was about nico who was a like an eastern european immigrant um to new york and um basically got involved in a lot of shady shit with his cousin roman who has been in new york for for quite a while well liberty city and um his his cousin is like this fat cap company um owning dude who is basically <laughs> like all like he's the kind of like fake it till we make it kind of guy right it's it's just mm. it's all fake about him and he keeps telling his cousin nico who's the protagonist like yeah i've been in the u.s for like 10 years now and i've built myself like basically this imperium of cap companies and um i you know like like he's hooking up with with another hot girl like each night and partying and he has so much money and so many nice cars and stuff it turns out that basically all of that was bullshit and nico the protagonist (laughs) is basically kind of there responsible for just trying to not get his cousin killed by all the people that he owes (laughs) (laughs) and it's a really cool story and and i thought that also the physics of the cars and the way the city looked and everything was really great obviously gta 5 Mm -hmm. um had a different layer to it because in this game you play five eh, five fuck me three different um characters and three completely Mm. completely different like there's michael who's this um mob boss basically uh, lives in a nice mansion and uh, has this beautiful wife who keeps cheating on him has two children who don't listen to him and um it's yeah it's it, there's a lot of funny stuff happening with him uh, you have to do yoga with him at some point um and, <laughs> and play tennis with the tennis t-shirt that your wife uh cheats on with you it, it's yeah it it's really cool then you have um was it no cj was san andreas uh, fuck i don't remember his name actually um there was a guy from from the hood who um yeah was basically like very s- yeah i remember that scene yeah very very sa- that like famous yeah the meme meme scene that the actors the voice actors actually did like a live action v- re- remake of yeah yeah right oh man i've seen that a few years ago yeah that's true yeah um <laughs> yeah uh, he's got a pretty cool story obviously coming from a from a very you know low-income area and like very very different perspective on life and then you have trevor who's like this redneck hillbilly like living out somewhere uh in the middle of the desert in this shitty little hillbilly trailer park city and um 
like he's a crackhead and like dealing with a bunch of other crackheads and like motorcycle gangs and stuff and so y you have like three very intriguing characters um all together and i i think the concept was pretty cool but i think what they managed with gta 5 that was that's the reason why it's still the most played game online um is that they basically they handed over the sandbox tools to the players so as i was saying before like there's a racing scene for example you can build tracks mm -hmm. um and race with people online and because the uh, physics of the cars are so good you can actually do that um in the online game you can plan heists together with with your with your gang and um then there's role players who are doing actual role play on servers where people you know because <laughs> of the role playing aren't bullshitting as much and are actually trying to immerse themselves even more and yeah i think it's a it's a genius game um and i think that's probably one of the reasons why gta 6 hasn't been released yet and it's probably still in works because they know what kind of masterpiece they've crafted so it's really hard to live up to that right um well i think that's where elder scrolls is at too like how like skyrim was so popular yeah. and and especially in the realm of like games that are basically like it's basically an mmo but a single player yes. to that point but then everyone everyone's also thinking like how hard would it have been to just create like a a co-op like multiplayer to to like let your friends come and play with you or something like that but, um, but what about skyrim online i mean that exists <clears throat> no that's elder scrolls online oh so it's not different ah it's a different studio so bethesda published it but it was made by zenimax i see um, okay and it's it takes place in the same realm but um i'm not a huge fan of it personally i don't mm -hmm. like the combat it feels a lot like more arcadey combat and uh like sky <sighs> How would I draw like draw conclusions or comparisons between like World of Warcraft and Skyrim in that like an MMO requires because you're online with other players it requires certain changes to combat mechanics mm -hmm. to allow for fair balance. So like uh, for instance in Skyrim when you are a, a, a like a thief or like an assassin and you get like thirty times multipliers for backstabs. Mm -hmm. Um, that's not fair. No, in it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can't do that, and so stealth has to work differently. Yeah, sure. And uh, like, and and uh, and so I don't like the way they did combat. They basically took like Skyrim combat, where it's just like mashing buttons yeah. and flailing around. But then they they tried to add a talent tree to it mm -hmm. with moves. And I just, I, it feels cheap to me. Yeah, definitely um, does from the way you're describing it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Spammy. Yeah. Yeah, that's always a problem. Yeah, there was a big problem with the Skyrim games in, in general. Well, with the Skyrim game in, in general, that uh, even though they have fixed some of the stuff that they did wrong with, with Oblivion, for example, um, there were basically two things that really, really bugged me. Um, <laughs> literally, one was the bugs. <laughs> That's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they apparently didn't really get that right. I mean, I saw this, um, do you know, do you know Eddie Burback, the YouTuber? 
Yeah. Yeah. So he has a, a channel together with his twin brother Tony um, called Burback, and uh, they do like short video essays on gaming, and they've recently done one mm. on um, the Elder Scrolls actually, and they've listed a bunch of reasons. Uh, why they think that probably the next Elder Scrolls is going to be a banger, but why it also has to be. And obviously one of the biggest reasons is that, you know, I mean, uh, our generation basically grew up with the Elder Scrolls games. I mean, the first one that I ever played was Morrowind. And um, mm-hmm. that was that was something else for sure. I mean, I, I remember I was still in school. I was probably like maybe yeah. 13, something like that. They're they're very special. Yeah, and special. with Skyrim, so it was definitely a masterpiece, and it was so memey that it was just, you know, it was it just implemented itself itself into popular culture so nicely that it yeah it just worked and yeah, uh, and, and I think now <laughs> that took an arrow to a knee thing. I don't think they ever expected that was gonna become a definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And I, they ju- so I'm just looking at yeah. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I cut you off. I, it's only that they also uh, showed that they somehow are using a different like developing engine now. So a lot of the box and also the you know old look that um, Skyrim still had compared to other games mm. of that era, um, Crisis, for example. Um, is you know apparently not a problem anymore and also it's it's supposedly less buggy and all that but yeah yeah go ahead mm-hmm. um i was just looking back at the uh, elder scrolls 6 announcement teaser trailer mm-hmm. that like flyover mm-hmm. uh that was june 10th 2018 so that was Oof. four years ago already oh wow um and so like which i don't think is a problem because games like I'm used to MMOs taking a long time, like mm-hmm. wor- uh, not World of Warcraft, but like so newer games. Let's say um, somebody might know the game Wildstar, mm-hmm. um, and that took seven years to develop and like two hundred million dollars because they had to build their own game engine and like you know do all of the shit. Like it takes a long time to start, especially if they're starting from scratch, mm-hmm. which it seems like they are. Yeah, and so six years. Six years doesn't seem like a sh- like an unreasonable time. They definitely announced it way too early, but at the same time, Skyrim was released in like 2012. Yeah, so they had to do something kind of. Ten years ago. Ten years yeah. ago, yeah. Um, which is crazy because I still play it. <laughs> but <laughs> Damn. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's um, At this point, it's it sucks because I'm afraid they're going to back themselves into a corner where like, it's been so long that the hype and it's like a half-life three scenario where Mm -hmm. the hype is so big that they can never actually deliver but i think they can because they haven't backed themselves into a story corner like half-life three would Mm -hmm. because half-life three is just like i don't know where do you go with the story there's just like this man who just appears with a briefcase all the time and just like who does he work for what is the ultimate goal here yeah um i hope i didn't ruin anything for anyone no. who hasn't played that game but i mean <laughs> that wasn't exactly a whole lot of information that you just provided no, I know. and i mean it's the end of yeah. the first game so i think people interested in that know that by now and the second game you know is well the second second one too similar yeah, anyways exactly so not nah, um, i'm just yeah. uh, wasn't like elden ring 
also in production for like eight years or something. So um, Elden Ring is now a huge hit as, you know, one of the Dark Souls games, basically. I've never gotten into those. Like, they seem incredibly tedious to me. <laughs> I don't I don't really enjoy grindy games uh, like that. But um, Elden Ring has been, like, there's this Reddit post and uh, allegedly, like, 2016, there was this first, like, leak of Elden Ring. So it's... Work began early 2017 following the release yeah. of Ringed City. Yeah. Downloadable content for Dark Souls yeah. 3. Yeah. So that's been years oh. years in the making. And um, from what I've heard uh, is that, like, even people who are are not enjoying Dark Souls games apparently enjoy that particular one for, uh, for I don't know which reasons. Mm. But, yeah. So I would much rather wait for a game a long as time and especially considering how we are now on the age of you know the next gen consoles mm -hmm. that are now for the first time i think on par with most gaming computers um when when it comes to they're definitely getting up there yeah um i think it definitely makes sense for a lot of those games to you know not have been published already so yeah anyways but well, I mean, we filled almost a solid hour with just game talk, so that's um, diverse. No regrets. No regrets. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that dude also went down in history. Holy shit, <laughs> man. Um, yeah, so <laughs> we have this intern right now who has like some anime character just tattooed on her forearm. I don't <laughs> I just wanted I just wanted to share that. I think that's that's a very bold move to assume that probably in like <laughs> fifty years time you're still gonna be in, in into that anime character, but it's very well made tattoo. Never know. <laughs> Anyways. Never know. Okay, man. Okay, you guys. Uh yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh that's this week's episode. Um thank you, Jason, so much as always. My pleasure. And uh, you guys go ahead, follow us on Twitter at friendsapodpod or shoot us a mail at friendsapodpod at gmail.com. Um, hit us with your suggestions, uh, criticisms, and God knows what. GTA 6. Who knows? Just hit us with it. Lovely. Exactly. Um, talk to you next week, Jason, and see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.